Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. What's going on, everybody? It's Kevin Lewis White. Just beamed down from the fifth dimension to spend some time with you guys all here on the Beyond Borders podcast. Yo, this is Beyond Borders, son. And you know all the opinions they spouse on here, that's on them. So don't get offended. And if you get offended, man, that's on you, son. Hello, folks. We are back. This is Beyond Borders with Rose Gold and Kid Gravity. It is a beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. Even though the sun don't want to come outside, I don't know why, but you know, maybe it'll get better later. They they said we're supposed to get some isolated tornadoes. Yeah, okay. Just stay away from me because the internet down here is bad enough as it is, and I I need the internet to work. But we're back, folks, and it's funny. Remember, I told y'all last year, they're going to show you how much they love you when the election is over. And the election is over, folks. And I know I promised y'all last week I'm not going to do politics, but this is not really politics per se. This is more about something else I talked about last year, Black Black conservatism. And it's a hot button topic in our community. And if you don't understand it, you can look to me, but I got me an expert on that. She does it better than I can tell it. So I said, I'm going to bring her to you, let her explain it. And then you can go over there and get more explanation. And she's a black business. And you know, this is what we do here. Black business. I got it on the screen because I got to show that for y'all. But I'm going to let my guest introduce herself and we're going to get into it because we got some things we got to talk about. Well, good afternoon. Well, good morning. Excuse me. I'm just getting out of the bed. It's good to uh, be here. My name is Felicia Killings. I'm the founder and CEO of the Felicia Killings Foundation. And we work with rising leaders to help them manifest their calling in a spirit of excellence. Um, I'm also the CEO of the Conscious Conservative Movement, which has really taken shape on Twitter and Facebook. And so my team and I, we do our best to help um, bridge the gap between conservatives and black voters so that we can build this powerful coalition uh, in terms of helping pretty much my focus is to help black um, entrepreneurship and black economics get the kind of politics that will protect their growing wealth. So we do a lot of conversation, a lot of discussions on Twitter class. We talk about um, everything from outreach to kingdom principles to um growth of the black family just different topics that relate to the social political and economic sphere so i'm very grateful to be here thank you for having me of course black business i say it again i'm going to say it like 17 times during this show because i i I need that emphasized because it's especially what we're going through now i ain't gonna say the name because you know youtube will try to put that little thing on the bottom of my video i don't need that that's distraction so black conservatism Mm -hmm. 
Can you just explain that really quick for people that don't understand what that is? I can explain it um, from a couple of different perspectives. So a lot of folks who are familiar with the phrase black conservatism will typically go with the definition based on what they see in mainstream media. So these individuals are folks who align strongly with the Republican party. Um, They're kind of detached from the black community and from black history. And so after observing this over the last several years, I came up with the idea of conscious black conservatism, which basically means that we apply spiritual laws and principles into our everyday lives, but we are not ignorant of black history. In fact, we love it. We love black culture. We love black uh, the people, we love the community, and we do everything that we can to bring conservatism within this specific sphere. So we prove how, even throughout history, how our ancestors employed a type of conservatism where they have a strong nuclear family and they built their communities and they were focused on black entrepreneurship and they're trying their best to get government off of their neck so that they can just live freely. These are the elements that go into that that type of conservatism. So a lot of folks will see uh, the difference between just basic mainstream black conservatism versus what we identify as conscious black conservatism on the same side. For all of those who are going to put in in the comment section, that was a word salad. Screw you, because you got to go back, rewind it. I think it was about a minute and a half. Rewind it and listen. Context clues, folks. Yeah, you'll learn the definitions of any word by finding the root word and understanding what it means. Do what Malcolm did. Read the dictionary and copy down every word. <laughs> Y'all sitting home all day watching Maury and all that. I know Maury back. I see y'all. But yes, so it's just funny nowadays, especially with how more Black people are getting into politics. And I mean the real ones. I ain't talking about you fake ones that showed up last year. I'm talking about people that have been in the gutter when it wasn't topical. It's funny now that we're seeing more black people discuss politics, but we're also seeing more black people butting heads on morals and policies and things like that. And I want to start off here. You seem to ruffle a lot of feathers with what you say. Because mm-hmm. um, I follow King Randall. And for those who don't know, I did interview him briefly a few months ago it's right there on the channel we'll look it up it'll probably be somewhere there he retweets a lot of your stuff Mm -hmm. and like I said you you ruffle a lot of feathers and you always tell people I'm not gonna argue with you on Instagram I'm gonna argue with you on Twitter where I can really get off because y'all don't know how to act when there's a picture up y'all don't know how to act (laughs) so just briefly tell us how your journey with with what your platform does and the kind of backlash that you're getting because I want to bring up Keisha King because she seems to be like the I'm sorry to say she seems like to be the hot Kimberly Clasic right now mm. and I, we gotta I, I got to talk about her because okay uh well in 2016 well let me give some background I've always hmm. been a black conservative so it's really all I know my father raised me um, in this kind of environment But it wasn't until 2016 where I started to voice my politics and my um, background on Facebook. And it only happened because I had so many people bombarding me with different messages about 
how sad they were that the Obamas were leaving and mm-hmm. you know, I should change my profile picture to them. <laughs> you know, I should just be so, and, and I, I just had to, after getting about 10 to 15 of these same messages, mm-hmm. I went bad on Facebook. I said, I never voted for them. Leave me alone. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Where is your black card? You don't have to get that revoked. You don't get that revoked. Got to get that revoked. Yeah, apparently because right after it went viral, and mm-hmm. next thing I know, I had this slew of white conservatives who started to follow me. So at that time in 2016, you did not see very many black, especially black female conservatives, coming to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, you start to see it with Candace Owens and Brandon Tatum, the likes of these individuals. So we saw this mm-hmm. surge of Black conservatism um, just really popping off really on Facebook. And for a while, I was connected to those folks because um, I was like, this is good. You know, Black people need to see that they have political options and that they don't have to just vote Democrat for being Black. But as they began to talk more of their rhetoric, I, and, and as I learned more about the inner workings of the Republican Party and how they function at this level, I was like, oh, y'all are crazy. You don't really like Black people. You like talking about them to white audiences. And that shift in my messaging really put, um, put me at odds <laughs> with this new following I had developed over on Facebook. So. After a while, the backlash became too much. So I said, let me go over to Twitter. Now, by this time, it's like 2019. And um, I said, let me just go over here and just see how folks are functioning. So Sonny Johnson was over there. Hotep Jesus was over there and many others. And after I started to share my content, mind you, in 2019, my audience was only like 300 on Twitter. Today, it's like 17,000. So after that happened, after they started to share my content, it just exploded. And next thing I know, I'm in contact with Trump's camp and these folks and that folks. So that's how it really emerged. And um, since that time, it's, I've always had backlash because I'm never going to tell conservatives what they want to hear. I'm going to tell them what's going to be the best solution to making these alliances with Black voters. That's my number one concern. And I've always told them that from the beginning. <clears throat> so people who have a problem like Keisha King, who have a problem with my message, it's not necessarily that I'm wrong or that my message isn't clicking. It's the fact that they don't get to be as blunt with conservatives and still kind of get the same clout. They will have no problem lying to conservatives or telling them something that they want to hear just to get more clout until Sonny Johnson or myself or others um, punch them in the throat with our tweets. And next thing you know, it's, it's... it's a battle. So that's how, that's the backlash that happens. And I, I've gotten to the point where I just tell conservatives, you know, at this point, I'm tired of fighting with you. I'm tired of telling you how to do things a better way. I'm just going to tell you how these other Black conservatives make you look to Black Americans. I'm going to tell you how they put in the atmosphere these kind of negative stereotypes, and it makes you look racist. So you're not going to bridge any kind of uh, gap. And that, for some reason, that strategy is working because the platform keeps growing and white conservatives are starting to look at uh, these folks on these platforms and they're like, yeah, this is kind of racist and it's not really helping us and our our brand. So um, that's where we're at right now. And I don't know if you had any questions about my tit for tat with Keisha (laughs) on Twitter, but. 
Well, eh, I saw the, I saw the, the the tweet that you would put up on Instagram because I, I don't go to Twitter that much anymore. I mean, I started to do it more now just to get a different flavor. But I think Twitter is accessible. Yeah. And is. Keisha, like I said, she she's like the hot Kimberly classic right now. She came on the scene like I didn't see her until that clip went viral where she was talking about CRT and. Yeah. I said, okay, you know what? She's making sense. And then I started going, digging back. And then I was like, oh, she's, I'm sorry, but she, she don't know what she's talking about on certain things. Yeah. It's just like, you regurg- you, you do what too many people do. You regurgitate points. You don't go research this. Right. Now I have a problem with CRT because it makes us look stupid and makes us yeah. look weak. And I say that, and then people get mad at me. And now Instagram shadow ban me for that plus you know coffee venereal disease stuff but i ain't talking about that today um, (laughs) but you you touched on some of these black conservatives and i said during the election that black people should have used them because they had to air the people and we could have advanced the black agenda more if we would just use them you and after the election and if what's the name trump got back in then you go back and call them coons. I don't, I could care less. But as long as we had an agenda set and people were actually paying attention to it and getting behind it, you got to work with your enemy. Right. But now that it's over, he lost. All the black conservatives said, okay, we're not going to talk about black people no more. We're going back to go yeah. do our, I'm sorry to say, buck dancing and, <laughs> and butter biscuit eating. Child yeah. to Roland Martin. I hate that man. Um, but now let's talk about CRT. And this is going to tr- trigger warning, folks. You might not like what you hear, but th- you got to get the truth. CRT yeah. is a hot button topic. And I just read somewhere mm. that three million kids are not in public school anymore. Be- mm. And I guarantee if you poll it, that's going to be one of the main things why they took it out. Yeah. Yeah. So briefly explain your views on CRT mm-hmm. and then we can jump off on that. Okay. So um, I first came in contact with critical race theory back in uh, my undergrad year. So I have a degree in English and another one in African-American studies. And within that discipline, we are introduced to critical race theory only with a couple of its tenets. So critical race theory is actually a legal analysis that law school students actually dive into in heavy detail at the college level. So what I received was very minimal, like, for example, the tenet that racism is a social construct, which was created to, um, you know, separate folks. And basically it was dealing with economics, right? If black people are the oppressed, then that means the oppressors get more resources. That's the framework that I have been uh, introduced to critical race theory. So in 2020, excuse me, when Trump was talking about he's going to ban critical race theory from the federal government's training or diversity training, I'm like, what do you mean you're banning something that is only taught in college? That just doesn't make sense to me. And so he did his thing and I had backlash for that um, because I didn't agree with what he was trying to do. And then next thing I know, these individuals um, like Chris Rufo, Christopher Rufo, um, started this movement, which was basically a pro-white, Republican-led anti-CRT movement. And they, they decided to use critical race theory as the boogeyman. 
And so they started saying that it's in K through 12 schools. And these children are learning that as white kids, they are the oppressors. And as black children, they are the oppressors. And I said, hold up. I said, that this is not even a philosophy that's taught in K through 12 schools because it cannot be taught there. It is a whole legal analysis. Now, what Keisha and them should have been arguing is critical pedagogy. Pedagogy is the actual study within the educational system. So if you wanna talk about <clears throat> critical thinking, which is the umbrella where critical race theory, critical pedagogy and others bridge off of, fine, that's an entirely different topic because now you're talking about the educational system. But when you're talking about critical race theory, which is specifically at analyzing the legal systems, I said that's not happening in K through 12 schools. And because they kept using the wrong terminology, then people like with black media on the left, people on you know, the Democrat side were just ripping us to shreds. I mean, just completely ripping us all because of terminology. And so I shared with several folks who are connected to Keisha. I said, you need to tell her to use the right term so that she doesn't come out here looking silly and ignorant. Well, she didn't want to listen. And so that's pretty much whatever happened on Twitter a few days ago is the culmination of several months of what was happening behind the scenes in terms of me telling these people you have to use the right uh, terminology in order for you to be most effective on this battlefield of ideas. Of course, people don't want to listen because they know more than Felicia Killens and I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. But this is what's happening. And so over the course of several months, I started to tell them, if you go in, in this direction of trying to ban, quote unquote, critical race theory in the school system, you're actually going to um, make it possible for these folks to ban history altogether, especially Black history. And sure enough, that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing Black educators, Black administrators being falsely accused of teaching critical race theory when all they're talking about is black history. And some of these laws and policies like in Alabama and in Texas, the language is so vague that anybody can interpret it in the, in the worst possible manner. And so my question to these mainstream black conservatives was, okay, so now you have the challenge of what are you gonna do now that your Republican party is um, essentially banning black history? and targeting black educators. Now they wanna look at me like I'm crazy. And I said, I'm bringing story after story after story to prove to you this is what's taking place. So now conservatives, especially the black ones, have made a new enemy <laughs> among black voters while we are trying to make allies, while we are trying to bridge this gap. And that's the problem that I have with these mainstream ones. I said, each time, we make inroads for those of us who are on the ground, like King uh, Randall and myself. I said, we are making inroads because they see us showing up. They see us talking about conservatism in a very different way. But then they turn on Fox and then they see Keisha there talking about critical race theory, this, that, and the other, when it's not admitting on Twitter class that critical race theory is not being taught in K through 12 schools. So I told her after going famous for pushing that narrative, now you're pulling back and saying it's not even there. Okay, so now conservatives, you can tell that this was a whole faux outrage. This was just fake, um, this was fake nonsense. You got this boogeyman who wasn't even there and now you are in this seat where you have, um, you're, you're now attacking black history. 
So this is the conundrum that mainstream Black conservatives continue to put conservatives and authentic Black conservatives in. Every time they make a mess, we have to be the ones to clear it up with Black voters. We have to be the ones to say, you know what, this is not representative of authentic conservatism. That I mean, and I, I, it just gets frustrating at this point. So that's where we're at right now. And at this point, conservatives have to be the ones to pressure these folks to stop doing this stupid. They have to be the ones to completely reject the talking points. Once they get to that point, then they'll start to see themselves making strong allies. I done told y'all, see, I, I bring I bring y'all the knowledge. I told y'all this. I don't I don't play when, when I bring these people on. I, I watch. I lurk. Okay, fine. I'll say it. I lurk. I don't want to bring them on and then they mislead you and then y'all come after me. That's why I put the disclaimer in there. Their opinions are their own. I might agree with it. I might not. But we're here to foster ideas. But yes, I, I told y'all also this too, that you got to stop letting people just tell you what you want to hear. Cause I go on, I, I go on Fox news thing. And I saw when she did that interview and I could tell it was a bunch of white boys. They were in there putting her over and whatever, but I'm, I'm listening to what she's saying. And I'm like, you're going to screw up what we're doing, what we're trying to do here. Cause like you said, we're, we're fractured enough right now. We need as many people to get on code as we can, because if next year, I, I'm going to warn you, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but if next year we screw that midterm up, we might as well just give up the 15th Amendment and just say, fine, go ahead, Master, put me back in the chains. Because mm -hmm. we have no, we have, we, we're on life support with our political power right now and our yeah. voting and our voting base because y'all wanted to dance in 2009, January 20th. But when, not, not today, not today. I'll, I'll roast y'all another day on that. Matter of fact, I'm going to roast y'all. November 7th. I don't know if you're on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? Probably not. Yeah. You... Oh, yeah. No, no, not really. Okay. Well, if you do think about it going mm -hmm. on there, November 7th. Yes, I did the okay sign just to piss y'all off real fast. But no, <laughs> November 7th. I'm since that'll be the one year of Biden Harris officially being. Yes. But I'm going to troll that whole session that I do. I'm going to troll. I'm going to invite people up. I'm going to troll. I, I have to have fun with this mm -hmm. because I saw a lot of people, especially down here in Georgia, now that I live, because I'm from New York, but down here in Georgia, y'all were doing the most with this election. Y'all were doing the most yeah. from the scrippers to the sorority chicks mm -hmm. to the fact that y'all did not y'all y'all shot that little girl after Rayshon Brooks got got killed, y'all were doing a lot, and Atlanta's off code. I'm sorry to say it. Do you think conservatism has to make this has to be the battleground for change mm -hmm. here, in your opinion? In Atlanta or just in what do you mean? Well, I know the the good old boys down in Georgia. They 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 not going for that. But Atlanta, we know Atlanta, I call it the New York of the South. Mm -hmm. And I think Atlanta is a good bellwether for the rest of the South. Yeah. So do you think if Atlanta changes and goes back to the middle, because I see it leaning more liberal, mm -hmm. if it goes back to the middle, that things will change? Or you just mm -hmm. think there's too many influx of my people, the New Yorkers coming down here and screwing everything up? Uh, I think um, 
I think Atlanta can be a wonderful case study. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't think the Republican Party is equipped enough to compete. And mm. for that reason, <clears throat> you know, my team and I have uh, connected with some of the top folks within the GOP and they have rejected our assistance. And mind you, we didn't offer, we didn't say, you know, we'll charge you for this one. I intentionally told her, I said, tell them we'll do this for free mm. so that I can go back and tell conservatives on Twitter that we're being rejected. Yeah, I did want to ask you about that too. Huh? I did want to ask you about those uh, GOP, those RNC recruiting centers. Cause I saw you said something oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. You tell the folk, cause I, I, I don't want to go off cause I could go off for about 30 <laughs> minutes on that. But um, the only thing I did say was if you could bring more people back to the center, you done your job, get out of here. I don't, I don't need a bunch of black Republicans running around here. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that. Cause I, I'm more of an advocate. You got to be independent. That's the only way black folk gonna get some respect down here. We got we got to make it seem like you got to come see us to go get this vote. Right, right. So I how do you feel about that. those? I think do you feel black voters would be in a better position to do that. With that said, mm -hmm. um, I also believe that there has to be a strong base of black, authentic black Republicans who are going to do things the right way. Right. Like I have no problem registering as a black Republican out here in Georgia because I want black voters to know, okay, I can contact Felicia. She can contact whomever she needs to contact in order to get something done. We should have that kind of power, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing on the Democrat side. We don't have that power despite them owning 90% of our black vote, but mm -hmm. nobody knows who to access. Nobody knows who to call when Joe Biden is out here acting a fool and not giving tangible. So we don't see that happening. So with that said, it would be nice to see maybe 60 to 80% of black voters just saying we're going to be independent. Whereas the other percentage might, you know, be on other side to have the access point. Now that's just, that's just my ideas when it comes to dual domination, but getting back to your, your original question, I just don't believe the Republican party is strong enough to compete against the Democrats in Atlanta, Georgia, because they're completely tone deaf. They don't have any connection to the community their best bet is to work with my team. And like I said, they rejected us. So um, I don't know what they're going to do. They did just now set up a shop in College Park, Georgia. Um, a lot of folks were there. I called it the Black Republican Bourgeois. They were present. Um, it was, I expected them to have like a Q&A session so I could raise my hand and do a lot of talking. They didn't have that. They just had different speakers coming on, kind of patting themselves on the back and saying how wonderful the Republican Party is and how welcoming it is to Black folks. I'm just like, oh, okay, y'all lying to yourself today. That's fine. So I don't know what they're doing specifically. I do um, anticipate having contact with them just to find out what their outreach looks like. Um, but for the most part, they have not, they haven't explained anything noteworthy if that makes sense name no strippers <laughs> no no that, that's that's how you get black folks you gotta you gotta bring a couple right. strippers you gotta bring some strippers you gotta bring some henny the white henny don't bring okay. don't bring that regular henny don't bring the regular <laughs> henny. you gotta you're republicans y'all got money yeah yeah you you your grandpappy owned the plantation so you got money somewhere <laughs> should have brought the strippers the white henny and some chicken and waffles <laughs> They did have chicken there. I ain't gonna lie. They had chicken at the RNC convention. Oh, 
whole the soul. watermelon. Where's the watermelon? They didn't have the seed spin contest. <laughs> they didn't have it. Come on. You might as well go chicken, watermelon, and grape soda. Come on. You got to have the trifecta. You can't do that. They, they had collard greens, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken. Now, with the collard greens with the ham or the turkey or the turkey neck? I didn't. I didn't even look. We just kind of bypassed. You no, know, you know it was the ham. It's the South. You know it's the ham. <laughs> <sighs> Black for we ain't gonna get it, but yeah, let's let's quickly talk about that that Minnesota debacle that's about to happen next Saturday. Black women, y'all gotta own that L, boy. Not Felicia, because Felicia knows the rest of y'all that see that y'all gotta hold that L, boy. How y'all gonna have strippers again? Y'all gonna y'all how JD said this is the remix. How, how y'all allow this? <laughs> and then I saw on Twitter because I follow Tariq Nasheen, and I saw on Twitter somebody said, "I see that LGBT." Um, umbrella with the sword i said okay somebody said what if there's a bunch of trannies over there i was like that's a good point imagine if it was a bunch of men now women now and y'all go over there go vote and then i'm not gonna touch that no more i'm gonna get flagged i'm I'm not gonna touch that no more let's continue um let's talk about the felicia killings foundation because it's time to promote black business yeah i'm gonna gonna flash it again on the screen because y'all need to know about black business please educate the people on your business and what its sole purpose is. I know you've explained a little bit, but let's get into depth of this. Certainly. So the foundation is, we have a couple of branches. So the one, the, one of the branches is a conscious conservative movement. Um, the other branch is Killingsville um, Business School and Communal Living. This ministry is really geared towards uh, single mothers who are trying to rebuild their lives after enduring a lot of trauma. And through this ministry, I talk about my own personal story of how God brought me through a lot of stuff and how I was able to rebuild um, my economics using the virtual space. And in today's current, if you go to a lot of Black communities, many of them aren't aware of the wonderful virtual workforce, which provides so many economic opportunities. I mean, you're talking about people making money as YouTubers, content creators, bloggers, authors, speakers. And so what I'm trying to do is show mothers that they can go into a new avenue where they are um, practicing entrepreneurship and they can also do things if they wanted to homeschool their children or partnering with other single moms so that they can have this kind of community and can grow. Uh, So that's what that ministry is about. Since 2020, um, we've been able to help dozens of single mothers with like a grocery blessing each month. That's just to help offset certain costs and to, you know, just kind of boost their faith. We've also helped them in terms of career development. So I have a team, I have team members who volunteer their time. They offer um, like uh, resume building um, exercises and things like that. Again, just to provide that kind of support that perhaps they these mothers wouldn't get from government assistant programs. Um, so that's what we do there. And the other element is I have a few online uh, classes that I use for those who are affiliated. And this is for men and women <clears throat> who are affiliated with the ministry. And that, that focuses a lot more on teaching them how to become content creators and authors and table with their lessons and whatnot. So I've been doing um, a lot of book publishing and I've been working with men and women since, oh my gosh, the last 10 years to help them as their book writing coach and editor. So those are the three elements that really go into uh, the Felicia Killings Foundation. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is teach folks how to use the written and the spoken word 
to really change lives, to bring revival, reformation, the Renaissance to communities everywhere. But we're specifically targeting folks who are who see themselves as leaders, but they don't know how to manifest their vision. They don't know how to bring it to life. They just know they're called to do something. So we come through, we provide the spiritual and the practical training to make them or to help them do things in a spirit of excellence. So that's what that's what we do over at the foundation. That's fire. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to do this YouTube thing and you know, like I said before, they shadow ban me. They don't like my stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's a struggle sometimes. So hopefully the video I do today, it's going to be a little controversial, but I need to see if I can pop this off because I work in Midtown and I don't feel like driving every day, five days a week to go yeah. work and stand on my feet for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my yams is, is bucking right now. And I, I <laughs> that's why I love my days off. So I yeah. can just, I can just do other things, mm-hmm. but yes, we are talking with coach Felicia Killings coach. Cause you, if you don't call her coach, she get mad at you. <laughs> she get mad. And you know how the Milano women are. Yeah. They, they will cuss you <laughs> out something bad. So quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you follow sports? Uh, not, not lately. I usually mm-hmm. follow baseball, but I'm a Yankees fan and they just Ooh. Trash for <laughs> so I haven't followed sports in a while. That's fine. I'm a Mets fan. So, you know, we're oh, no, okay. it's okay. Yeah. So, so you, the, the, this team down here going to world series, I hope they both lose out. I, I can't. Oh no. Wrong. <laughs> but anyway, all right. That's good. You know, Enough about the brazy stuff. Um, last thing, and I want your honest opinion. Okay. In the beginning, we talked about black conservatives, black conservatives, black conservatives. You know, Candace Owens, she's queen. We'll say it. I don't know who's king, black conservative right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who? How do I ask this? Okay, I'll ask it like this. Who is the one that Felicia Killings needs to really educate on things? Who's the one? Who's the one? Who's the one? Because I, I don't trust Brandon Tatum. I don't. I respect the fact that he put out the Breonna Taylor stuff to give another perspective. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him, though. Um, man, there's just so many. <laughs> and that's not a shot, sir. So if you hear this, that's not a shot. I'm just, this is my honest yeah. opinion. I, I really don't trust you right now because you, you do a lot of dancing for them cops yeah. and cops ain't, they, they ain't, you ain't no cop when they pull you over, sir. You're not a retired cop at that point. So. <laughs> I don't know if there's one person. Um, I would say that it's just really anyone who who follows the different narrative other than conscious Black conservatism. So mm-hmm. if it's more of the mainstream type who degrade Black voters, call them slaves, call them um, brain. I mean, if it's those individuals, my concern would not be educating um Brandon Tatum's or whatnot, because they're going to do what they want to do. Like, this is a whole, there's a whole hustle to this. I would rather go to the people and say, listen, our, if you're tired of being called racist, you should probably pay attention to another message. 
Um, that's my biggest thing. And, and I think I've gotten to that point after enduring a lot of hell from these folks last year during the election. <laughs> I just got tired of it. I said, you got, it's very clear you guys don't want to grow or actually make inroads. So let me just talk to the people. And I find that to be a more effective uh, solution. Uh, and so it's really up to conservatives. You know, I like, I like putting it out there that they have choices in whom they can hear and receive from. Um, you know, on our side, you know, we have Sonny Johnson, we have Jeff Charles, we have a whole team of individuals who are either on the ground and or representing the authenticity very well in our media space. I'm like, these are your options. And notice the folks who are on this side, they're not calling you racist. They're not calling you all kinds of names. They're working with you. Whereas over here on this other side, <laughs> you're getting called names. You're getting called, you're getting battered. So right now conservatives have choices. And just like I wanna give black voters choices when it comes to political options, I also feel that conservatives need to know that they have options when it comes to the in, the overall black conservative movement. So I would go to the people. I wouldn't even talk to those other folks. Everybody that's black that watches this, or if you listen on the podcast, please put your black fist in the air. <laughs> put your black. That's the only way. That's the only way we're gonna get out of this. Put your black fist in the air, and when you see white supremacy, just punch them in the face. <laughs> and then keep moving but yes folks we were talking with coach because i if you don't say coach she cuts you out because she's from, <laughs> from atlanta but before we go coach felicia killings we got this game that we like to play mm-hmm. we're, we're proud of ourselves we're undefeated mm-hmm. called 10 random questions this is more okay. of a personality aspect of our show where we and if you hear crying, that's my kid. She she wants to go to the park, so I'm going to take her to the park before it rains. Oh, okay. We uh we ask you some not invasive questions, but mm-hmm. some fun questions, so you know people can get to know you better, and hopefully, like oh she's she or he is cool. Mm-hmm. Let me go see what they're about. So would you like to play ten random questions? Sure. Yes. Okay. Cool. Let's us begin. Ten random questions. Number one, I always ask this question and I hate to answer one of them to this question, but are you team Apple or team Android? Um, I am team Apple. That's fine. Moving on. <laughs> you, what is your favorite go-to music genre? Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. R&B from the 90s. Mm. Yes. So how did you feel about SWV gracing the stage a couple weekends ago? Um, I saw snippets of it. It was cool. It was, it was nostalgic. Cool. All right, cool. All right, cool. You did, did, did you say I'll get so weak? <laughs> now, here's a question with that. Do you know the words to that verse or do you just do what everybody does? I get so weak and I mean, that I mean, that I mean. <laughs> did you do no, that? I- like that where you know that one line and then that like, one line and then it just you just make it up yes sir yes that's another thing for black people if we don't know the words yes. we just make it up but we make sure we on the melody with it and yes. Like, yes okay number three who's your favorite musician oh i don't have one mm. yeah i don't have one okay 
quick and to the point. See, this is I'm, I'm sure this is how she conducts her Twitter masterclass. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, number four. You're in a room and you're sitting at a table and from out of the shadows, a figure comes out. You get to talk with them for an hour. Who is it? Denzel Washington. You black women in this man. <laughs> you black women in this man. I've heard about this man since the 90s. What is about this black man? He's brilliant. He is. Are you sure that's what it is? It's that and he's just gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's tell the truth. Come on now. (laughs) Y'all saw y'all watch Glory and he had his shirt off. Y'all got (laughs) high. Come on now. Yes. But but see, that's another thing about our people, non-black people. Black women, they 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 love a man, but they try they try to hide the real reason because they don't want they don't want to look thirsty like us dudes. <laughs> but if you need that, Denzel, yeah, you got a co-sign. Come on, my show, goddamn. <laughs> Number five. What is your favorite place to travel? Oh, back home to California to spend. Time. Wait, you a Cali girl? Yes. And you ain't crazy? Yeah. This whole time I thought you were from Atlanta. You a Cali girl, no, you're not crazy. I moved out here um in January 2020. Oh wow. And I moved down here January 2021. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. I should have came down here. Oh nine. I'll probably be running this city, but yes. <laughs> God and they, they say God had a plan for me. Right, yeah. Whatever. I'm still waiting for it, but whatever. <laughs> now these are the five questions that are going to be tailored for you. Number six. Alicia Killens. Coach. Mm-hmm. Sorry, coach. I'm sorry, coach. Don't make me do no suicides. <laughs> who you who would you like to sit down that's not black? Okay. And educate on who on what your business is about. So mm-hmm. to secure funding, who would you talk to? Hmm. Um Oof. Oh, and, and for all the black people that, that are, you know, pro-black, this yeah. question, I specifically asked it for a reason. I, so don't come at me talking about I'm off code. Kill yourself. Yeah. Anyway. I think I would choose, um, <clears throat> I think I would choose Mark Cuban. Okay. I think um, because I, I appreciate his um, ability to think analytically about a, a person's vision and mm-hmm. to bare minimum if i can't get funding from him i know i'm going to walk away with great insight Mm. um i just love the kind of educational aspect about his brand that he brings to the table when he's talking to folks um i just value that a lot and because our platform my platform is primarily educational i think he would get it in that in that realm so mark cuban okay number seven who is the best twitter spat you ever had Ooh, with Kim Klasick. Wait, yeah. you wait, you got you got her? Oh yes, this was last year. She and I are fine now, but uh, okay. last year it was a big, <laughs> it was a big Twitter spat mm. between the both of us because mm. I didn't like what she was saying about black voters in Baltimore. Mm, Baltimore. Yeah, I know that I know that city intimately. Ah, hmm. oh, Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore is uh, Baltimore is another place. But maybe yeah. if you come back, uh, we'll we'll talk about Baltimore. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. 
remember, this is Coach Felicia Killings. If you don't say Coach, mm-hmm. she, she she cuts you out. <laughs> but she'll do it. She'll do it with the the, the Cali accent because I thought she had Atlanta accent, but she's from California <laughs> and, and she's not crazy. So you know, yeah. she she escaped. Okay, number eight. Number eight. We talked about critical race theory. Mm-hmm. We talked about black conservatism. How does Felicia Killings feel about the black liberal? Oh, um, the black liberal. I differentiate that one from the black progressive. Mm. So. Um, I have several black liberals who are in my space in my Twitter class, and they're very respectful of um, what we're doing. They mm-hmm. love the idea of having authenticity on the right as they try and do what they do on their side. It's the black progressives that get mm-hmm. on my last nerves. They are the ones who just absolutely love white supremacy government. They are obsessed with Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden can't do a single wrong thing in their eyes. Mm-hmm. They're the ones I just, I, I end up blocking them. So uh, it's because they just, they're too much. I feel you. I just hope, and since I'm in Atlanta, I'll do it one time. Lord, when Joe Biden start throwing them out next month and they landlords, please, please, please send them over to Felicia, get their mind right, please. <laughs> yes. Don't send them to the RNC indoctrination camps. Do not send them to... Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Send them over to Felicia, please. And me. Yeah. We're we gonna get them right. We're gonna get them right. And maybe win a lot on tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> yes, I love it. <sighs> Number nine. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Let us know one event that you were a part of that gave you the most satisfaction. If there the is one. Summit in 2020. That was um. What was it again? Uh, The Solutionary Summit with Maj Turek. That's his monthly convention Mm -hmm. um, where he brings together Black conservatives, Black libertarians, some Black liberals who are not, you know, in bed with the government. Um, It was just an awesome experience being around that kind of energy, those influencers and leaders who are doing really great things. That was a that was a major turning point, I think, in our general uh, conscious Black conservative movement. Cool. And number 10, last question. We reached the end, folks, <laughs> but this is just the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to use that from now on. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You can use it too, Jim. Okay. <laughs> okay. One piece of advice you would give a Black person who is trying to find their identity right now, because we know... I'm going to just tell us an, un, an unfavorable truth, ladies and gentlemen, that Black people do not want to come to grips with. Politics is in every aspect of our lives right now. Yep. We swore up and down that it would not happen, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to navigate. You're going to have to realize everything that you do has a consequence that is going to affect you down the road. Mm-hmm. So what is one piece of advice that coach... Felicia mm-hmm. Killings, because if you don't call her coach, she cuts you out. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you would give to a young or old, mm-hmm. someone changing Black person who is trying to find their identity out here? Mm-hmm. And they're not, um, yeah. Okay. 
I would tell them to go and read some of the primary documents from our um, ancestors, like Fred Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, um, even reading Dubois, although I strongly disagree with a lot of his stuff. Uh, it's important to get these different perspectives, read the, the writings from Malcolm X, from Martin Luther King Jr., so that you can figure out where your mindset is and how much it aligns with all of the good and um, how we can use their brain power to kind of create new opportunities for us right now. I think right now we are um, we're in, living in the best era of Black America, to be perfectly honest, because we have the history, we have mm -hmm. the writings, we have the mindset, we have the teachings from those who went through hell and still made it. So it's like, what are we going to do with that brilliance? What are we going to do with their sacrifice? And how are we going to build something new for the next generation to come? So go and read those resources. And then once you discover where your, mind, your mindset is, make connections with either different movements like the Conscious Black Conservative Movement that will be a support to you in the online space, particularly because it can be brutal out here. Um, right now we're trying to branch out into different regions of the country. We'll, we'll be working on that in 2022. Um, but yeah, you want to build community because this community will be a great support to you. Um, especially if you're, if you decide you want to be con become conservative, you need to join us because white conservatives in the mainstream realm have no problem snatching up the next black face, right? They have no, they love it. Oh, look, another blackie. <laughs> they get so excited. And the next thing Come they here, blackie. Yes. The next thing they want to do is give you talking points so that you can regurgitate their crazy. Uh, so you you have to be in a community where the authenticity is fostered. So that's why I would encourage them. But that's what you want to do. You know, and I can only speak from the for those who are entertaining conservatism for real. And by conservatism, I'm talking about the politics. Um, black folks are already, we're primarily conservative socially and economically. We, we've got that, right? But the politics is where we are missing it. Mm -hmm. So I would argue that's what you want to do. Do the reading, figure out where you are at and partner with an organization or a movement that will be a strong support to you. Mm. Hell of an answer from coach. <laughs> Don't that just motivate y'all folks? <laughs> it does. And after you read the works of the greats, some of you young people, especially the progressives, I know y'all don't read no books. See if it's an ebook, but I swear to God, y'all need to read this. Okay. Y'all need to read Sister Shahrazad Ali because some of y'all are lost Negroes. And, <laughs> and even the, the freedom fighters that we had, even they got tired of trying to catch you Negroes get your Negroes up on game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how, how, how the Bible thumpers say, whoever doesn't hear must feel. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to feel white supremacy boot on your neck if you don't wake up. But <laughs> some of y'all like that. Yeah. You know, white eye syndrome and all that. Y'all like that. So it's okay. Yeah. White acceptance is your, is your currency. That, have fun with that. I'm yeah. good over here with, with, with the black folks. But yes, Miss Felicia Killings. Thank you so much. Coach, goddamn, she's going to slap me. Um, <laughs> Coach Felicia Killings, thank you so much for coming on to Beyond Borders. You have an open invite to come back 
because I want to hear when you open up these regions, we'll bring it over to my spinoff podcast, Bet on Black with Kate Gravity. That's where we all do straight black business and you can galvanize people over there. Hopefully I'll be viral by then. Nice. I'm going to be viral by this afternoon. I, I assure you, because <laughs> I'll give you a little preview and I'll give the folk a little preview. You'll see this. You've already known this, but I'm going to I'm going to defend little Nas X today. Okay. Oh, yeah. But but not in the way you think. OK. And it's gone. I'm, I'm pretty sure after I send it, it gets uploaded and I send it out to certain places. Mm-hmm. Certain group ain't going to like me. OK. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of videos today that they're not going to like me. <laughs> but I encourage everybody to watch it. All right. When it drops. But yes, folks. We're going to get out of here, but before we go, I'm going to let Coach Alicia Killings just reintroduce herself one more time, tell her what she's about. We're going to get out of here, and y'all go do some jumping jacks or something, or get some chicken and waffles. I don't know what y'all do down here in Atlanta on Mondays. It's my day off, and I don't want, I don't, I don't care about the outside world on Mondays. <laughs> well, thank you for having me again, and folks can go to FeliciaKillings.org. You can learn about our work. You can um, if you want to learn more about myself and my story, you can purchase, excuse me, my books on the website. Um, connect with us if you are interested in the conscious conservative movement. We have a media network where you can make friends and build alliances. That's at the consciousconservativemedia.net. Uh, let's see, go to Twitter. Um, I'm at Coach Felicia. You will absolutely love the experience. I encourage you to keep quiet for the first 90 days though so that you don't say something that will cause you to get blocked um i want you to enjoy the experience figure out how we um, engage and then join in the conversation so that's how you guys can find us and uh, we look forward to a lot of great things in this upcoming year yes ma'am and y'all know how i give it up kid gravity beyond on instagram now it's also kid gravity to beyond because they told me I'm close to losing access to my account because they don't like what I be saying. So do that as well. Beyond Borders podcast on IG as well for the time being. Um, even though, like I said, I don't go on Twitter. Chef Boyardi, C-H-E-F-B-O-Y-A-R-D-I-E. Even though I don't really go over there because it's successful. And you can also go to BB media.onuniverse.com that's where everything is you follow the youtube channel kick gravity beyond subscribe like share i say it differently than all of them because i don't want to be like them but before you go coach Mm -hmm. something you know what this might be a bonus segment this is going to be a bonus segment folks you don't have to go on locals for this segment i was on twitter the other day Mm -hmm. Saturday. Okay. And Lil Nas X came up. <clears throat> so I don't know how it got off. They brought up Luther Vandross. And as we know, Luther has the gay rumors for years. But you know, black people, we got the intuition. We saw the smoke signals. The, the dude was, yeah. we didn't care. Right. Brother made good music. He made great music, timeless music. Right. But the white, LGBT showed up. Mm. Always show up on Tariq's page for some reason. 
Every time he says something about, you know, LGBT, they always show up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this fool told me? What? I asked him who would be, who was, he was talking about how Lil Nas X got 23 million streams on Spotify. Like that means something. Mm-hmm. I did the math. He only had, he only got about $100,000 out of that. And by the time he paid everybody off, he ain't gonna have much. But I said, okay, who do you think is more popular? Lil Nas X or Michael Jackson? I just wanted to see where his head was at. Mm-hmm. You know, this fool told me Lil Nas X because he thinks Michael Jackson's retired. Hmm. Okay. And before all y'all sit up there and tell me that I'm lying, I'm finna show you the screenshot right now. <laughs> I, I have the screenshot. Then he doubled down on it. He said Michael Jackson would be what Lil Nas X is if his father didn't hit him with the belt. Huh. I wanted to cuss the white boy. <laughs> the devil was using me. I wanted to cuss that white boy so bad, but I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be tactful. I'm going to just let that simmer. Mm-hmm. Other black people did it for me, but. Okay, yeah. How do you feel That's about, right. how do you feel about the white LGBT Mm-hmm. thinking they know what the best interests of black people are i i guess i don't have an experience with them mm-hmm. um, they don't hop in my twitter class so the best i can compare it to is in the certain white conservatives who think mm-hmm. they know more about black history than i do mm-hmm. Start, you know, saying like, "This is the best interest for you." Listen to Candace Owens. Go follow her. Her lead. She'll tell you where you need to go. Those kind of folks, I drag them in Twitter class, nah. and then I block. So uh, yeah. you just have those certain individuals. There, it's not very many of them who find their way to Twitter class, only because I've spent so much time dragging them that either they're afraid to speak out, or I just don't have them anymore. Right. So um, I don't know. You, I think we, we see a lot of these folks who are part of the white community who think they know more about Black success than actual Black people. I think it's a savior complex. I think it's this, you know, patriarchal complex where they have to take care of the hapless Negro. Um, that's, that's still prevalent. And mm. whether or not they are a part of a quote unquote marginalized community, the mindset is still there for for a lot of them. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, me and Candace, we ain't vibing right now. Oh we no, ain't, no. We, we ain't been vibing since last year when she did that whole live stream about Derek Chauvin and, and George Floyd, and yeah. she was basically making that man benevolent. I was like, no, sister, no, yeah. no, no, no. You are you way. Off. I see why people call you that word. That that, that was way yeah. off code. And yes, actually, I have to thank her. I have yeah. to thank, yes, I have to thank her because she kind of opened up my eyes a lot more to mm-hmm. what, you know, the pro-Black community be saying. But like I said, folks, that was your bonus content from <laughs> Coach. Because if I don't call her Coach, she, she slapped me. But <laughs> Coach Felicia Killings. And you guys on Locals are getting an exclusive because I can't put this on YouTube because... They're going to get mad at me. I mean, they're going to be mad at me anyway for what I'm going to say, but later, but 
I can't put that out there. And I don't want to hurt her business. So mm-hmm. locals is a small community. Join that and, you know, put some coins on your boy. But don't make it rain like them strippers are about to do next Saturday. <laughs> but folks, we gonna get up out of her. That's how they say it down her, out of her. And coach, again, thank you so much for coming on. And you know, enjoy your day. And if you see a tornado, just go in the basement. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to get up out of here. She's gonna get up out of here and go make moves. I'm going to go make moves. And we are black, and we're going to make moves. So thank you. Peace. Take care. Stay safe. Depending on the state you live in and what rules you follow, wear your mask and get your supplies. And just remember, just because you hear conservative does not mean somebody gonna run up in your building because they ain't like what you said. Shout out to one six. I'm going to have the FBI on me now, but I wasn't there already, and they haven't come got me yet. So hey, I must be safe. But I'm black, so you know, might get like a 35 year sentence for not doing anything. But I walk in no fear. And folks, exclusive, Miss Felicia Killings, you will have a new student on Friday and you're looking at him. Cause it's black business and we gotta support. I wanna see what this community is about. I ain't gonna be no whistleblower like Project Veritas though. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're out. Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.